I am Brad Rickle, and this is the Brad Rickle Brief. As of this recording on January 23rd, 2022, the stock market is down about 9% from its all-time highs. The NASDAQ, which is the tech sector stocks, is down about 15%, and even the total bond market ETF is down about 5%. Everything is down. Crypto, that is in a 50% drawdown from its all-time highs. 50%. It's looking a little scary out there. To me, this is the only time to do a check-in with myself and see how I'm feeling about my portfolio and how I'm invested. If you can recall, I'm an index fund type of investor. About seven or eight years ago, I used to primarily trade individual securities, but after a few years, I find myself having some winners, some losers, and really, it seemed like a wash most years. I ended up selling all of my individual stocks and buying the S&P 500 index fund with Vanguard. That was it. That was my whole strategy. At times, I would get into position with a bond ETF or a small cap ETF. Small cap is the index for companies valued under $2 billion, something like that. Importantly for you, this was still broad index funds. But if you asked or wanted to see my portfolio now, it's so simple as to be banal. 90 plus percent is invested in the S&P 500 index fund. And I might have one, two, three smaller positions, usually in other index funds. However, comma, I need to relearn lessons periodically though, that individual stocks are not my game, or at least a game I'm not successful in. I get too shaky and scared. Years ago, I bought and sold Tesla before its historic run. I couldn't handle the volatility and got out. I made a little bit of money, about 10%. Mallory stayed in and she was rewarded handsomely for her hands-off approach. Most recently, I had to relearn this lesson again that I can't check my emotions regarding individual securities, but this time regarding crypto. I listened to a podcast with a co-creator of Ethereum about a year ago. I think it was on the Tim Ferriss show Vitalik Buterin was on Tim Ferriss with Naval or Bology. I got excited about the idea of very smart people working on the Ethereum project. It was the same narrative that got me excited about Tesla and Elon, but on the founder, not the product. That was the logic I was using. So I went and had about $10,000 worth of Ether. Then I bought another 10000 And then I bought another 10000 It was going up, and I was getting confirmation bias all over the place. Eventually, there was volatility. At points, I was losing money net on paper. It was soon enough after I purchased Ether that it didn't get me spooked. I was able to stay focused and on point. And then finally, a few months ago, I doubled my money on paper. I could see clear skies ahead and I got excited for the next doubling or the next doubling, not being up 100%, but being up 400%. These were things I thought were bound to happen. Recently, the macro environment picture changed. The Fed started talking about rising interest rates. They stopped purchasing their bonds. The monthly child payments to households stopped in December. The liquidity in the market was drying up. You could see it in the NASDAQ stocks first. Liquidity may be the biggest factor in how assets perform. Liquidity is the term used for market of buyers and sellers. Lots of both, you're going to have high liquidity. If there's a paucity of both, then the market is going to be considered illiquid. If you're not invested, think of it like this. It's the difference between 
buying, selling used cars with lots of buyers, lots of sellers operating all over the United States, and you trying to sell your POG collection where there might be only a few buyers or sellers and small conventions happening only once every so often. So liquidity is drying up in the market and you don't know how investment models are going to hold up when things become illiquid. The cryptocurrency I purchased, Ethereum, was dropping fast starting a few weeks ago. It hit some resistant levels at 4000 and at the $3,000 mark, but it kept falling. I believe technical analysts would refer to this kind of chart as a falling knife. There's so much red that it looks like you cut your hand on it. And it got me scared. Once again, just like Tesla, my emotions were uneasy with the volatility of my Ethereum position. I couldn't really stop thinking about it. Meanwhile, the bulk of my net worth is in the S&P 500. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, that has been going down as well. And you see that the market's going down 5%. And I don't blink at it. I just note it and move on with my day. At first glance, you might be thinking that a 5% drawdown isn't as bad as the 50% for Ethereum, but in absolute terms, it absolutely was. The amount of money I was down on paper for the 5% decline of the S&P 500 was significantly greater than the $25,000 that got erased on paper from my Ethereum from its all-time highs. And this is where I always seem to settle back at. I feel strongly about the future of America. I feel strongly about its companies and the stock market. I feel that in 20 years, the U.S. stock market, particularly the S&P 500, is going to be two or three times higher than where we are now, maybe even more. And while it might be bumpy, that is the destination. So this last week, in the last few days, I ended up selling all my Ethereum. I sold it right around a little bit under 3,000. I sold some at first in the morning, and it felt so good. I sold the rest about an hour later. The relief that I felt selling It told me that it was the right thing to do. I did end up making money, about 25%, but it was too much of a ride for me. Up and then down, then up big, then down big. I couldn't handle the significant downturns in such a short amount of time that you deal with in cryptocurrency. But that's the crypto game, apparently. Here's some potentially good news for all of those people who do currently own Ether. If this is anything like when I own Tesla then I am sure Ethereum will now go up a 1,000% simply because I don't own it. Somehow that information will get into the market. Since it has shucked the yoke of having Brad Rickle as an investor, it's going to go straight to the moon. That has proven true in the past. I don't see why it will be any different in the future. As I look backwards on Tesla, I'm not regretful that I didn't keep it. Sure, there was a lot of money to be made there, but the lesson that I learned was probably far more valuable that I am not an individual security investor. I'm not built like that. I can't handle the swings. That's the lesson I keep relearning. I'm not a good investor in the sense of Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, Bill Ackman, not even James Spensley or Mallory. I get knocked out due to emotions before I can see any gains in individual securities. It's just the way I am. I can't stop thinking about it. So I have to remove that in my investment philosophy. Index fund investing gives me a sense of calmness. That calmness allows me to stay invested in the long term, which allows me to see the compounding of my money over time. 
how much you invest, how long you invest are the only two factors of any significance when it comes to creating your wealth, investing in the stock market. And of those two, time in the market is probably the most significant. That's where you're going to get your biggest return. I don't know how much more drawdown there is in this cycle, if any. It may recover. We may see huge gains by the end of 2022. Here's my prediction in the future. The stock market in the short term is going to go down, up, or sideways. I know. I think you're sitting there reveling in my genius. But the point is, in the long term, the market is statistically likely to go up. And you should be investing in a way that the short-term volatility doesn't knock you out of the market so you can stay in for the long-term gains. I prefer the up years, don't get me wrong, but I don't lose sleep or attention when the market gets kicked in the teeth like it's currently doing. The reason I invest into broad-based index funds is because it's simple. Simple means it's executable. And execution is the only thing that matters. As they say, a poor plan that is executed is better than a perfect plan that is unexecuted. Market drawdowns, bear markets, corrections, what have you, is the only time you get to really understand your risk tolerance and your investment philosophy. Whenever the market's ripping and you're winning on every bet, it leaves you with a false sense of confidence. You can't find out anything about you or your philosophy when the market's going up, unfortunately. It's only when we're feeling the heat from a sell-off can we then understand how we're invested and how that makes us feel. And if you're feeling bad about something right now, with the market being down 5%, 15%, somewhere in between, you're probably overextended. No risk profile questionnaire that you fill out your financial advisor's office could ever be as meaningful as a market drawdown in which you have a significant amount of money invested. This is a learning opportunity that you can take advantage of. If this 10 or 15% sell-off makes you uncomfortable, you might be overexposed in stocks and might want to increase a bond or cash position. I try to remember what this feels like so I can make adjustments. And I'm really lucky, and that's the word I'm going to use, I was really lucky that I didn't lose money on crypto. I'm glad that I invested when I did, but the volatility was simply too much for me to handle. So don't forget about how this market feels. Learn from it. This is just a small taste of what a market drawdown feels like. This isn't even a face melter like 87 or 2000 or 2008 or even 2020. This is a small taste that you can learn from because your feelings will amplify linearly as the market moves down. So take this opportunity with a down market. Check in with how you're feeling. Change your positions. Call your financial advisor. Do whatever you need to do so you're not worried about it. You can use these small market drawdowns as a great opportunity to check in with yourself. That is it, folks. Thanks for listening to the show and hopefully you enjoyed hearing about my crypto adventure. It was probably a lot more intense for me than it was for you listening to it, but it was one hell of a year being invested in Ethereum. If you have any experience with crypto or you want to talk about investment philosophies, Email me at bradricklebrief at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Brad Rickle. Music, as always, is provided by James Spensley. Dude knows how to shred. See you later. I'm out.